Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to Believe in FSU Football. This is Robbie Bagnardi, your host. And today I have a preview of the Seminoles' upcoming matchup with Louisville at 3.30 on Saturday. So Louisville coming off of a big win against UCF. They beat them 42-35 to on a last-second pick six. Um, moved to 2-1 and one on the year. First loss was to Ole Miss. They got beat pretty handily. And then they beat Eastern Kentucky 30-3 to in their second game. So Louisville's been playing well lately. They played some decent competition. Um, they're only favored by one and a half points. Over-under is 61 and a half. All their games, the one versus Ole Miss actually ended up being kind of, the score was a little closer than the gameplay indicated in a close game last week. But they've given up 27 points per game. So they they give up some yards, uh, 406.7, 244 to the air, 162 on the ground a game. So there's definitely room for FSU to move the football. Louisville's defense isn't elite or anything like that. I mean, allowing almost four touchdowns a game isn't great. So FSU should be able to score, hopefully. Hopefully. We struggled to move the ball consistently this year. Looks like it'll be Milton on Saturday. Travis has been hurt. I believe it's his right shoulder that's hurt. Um, Chubba Purdy will probably be the backup. Hopeful to see him get some snaps this week. That would be nice. He's a really, really physically talented player, and I would think in year two in the system that hopefully he would be ready to you know competently run things and take snaps. Um, it's not like we do anything super complicated on offense. It's lots of screens and short throws anyways. Pretty simplistic run game more often than not. Speaking of the run game, I'm going to say it again. We need to establish the ground game. We're going to have to do it early, and we're going to have to get ahead early if we want to beat Louisville. This is not a bad team by any measure. I mean, they've got a record above 500 and we're sitting at 0 and 3. So it's not going to be easy to stop them. But there's definitely things that that we can do and getting out ahead early is paramount among those. Um even though Louisville's 2 and 1 and we're 0 and 3, it's not Overly in their favor, ESPN's football power index, quote-unquote, gives them about 53% chance to win. Like I said, the line is only one and a half points, so odds makers and um, ESPN aren't overly high on Louisville, even with FSU's struggles this year. Kind of feels like at some point we're due to break through. We've seen how well we can play when we played against Notre Dame, but it's just the mistakes seem to have piled up and not gone anywhere between penalties and turnovers, especially. Hopefully that's something that we can clean up. 
Um, there are reportedly officials at practice this week. Maybe that'll help getting the guys a little heads of guys a little bit. But like I talked about on the Wake Forest recap podcast, Norvell said that they've had trouble transferring things from practice field to the game as is. So we'll see how that goes, how much of an impact it makes. Hopefully it helps because something's got to give. Last year, FSU was the youngest team in the FBS, and they're still really young. 42.6% of rotational players are true or redshirt freshmen, and that's 23 total, and that's just offensive and defensive totals. That doesn't account for special teams either. So we're still very young, and among a lot of the other guys in the rotation, a lot of them are transfers, so a lot of these guys are very new to this system and to Florida State in general. So it could be that we're taking a little bit of time to to develop cohesion and find where the right pieces fit because there's been so many moving parts from a player personnel standpoint over the last couple of years, just a lot of roster turnover. So that takes time for guys to mesh and build those proper rapports with each other. Could be reasons why we've seen struggles in the past game, lots of changing faces at receivers, changing faces at quarterback changing faces at offensive coordinator, just a lot of things happening. Granted, the staff, Dillingham's been the offensive coordinator the whole time, so take that for what you will. Defense, we could even see more young players. Obviously, the secondary has struggled. Uh, Jarvis Brownlee and Darian Jones have not played well in man coverage, and they've been two of the worst-graded qualified corners in FBS and man-to-man, so that's just statistical evidence of, of what we see when we watch the game. Those guys just haven't been able to hold up on the outside man-to-man. Could see more young guys on defense. Um, Kevin Knowles has played well, but mostly in the slot, but that wouldn't surprise me to see him get more time in the slot. Um, Fuller said that Shaheen Brown will probably be a little bit more involved in the game plan this week. It's a kind of local kid. He's out of uh, Columbia and Lake City. It's a good player. Gets to the ball well, plays with good speed, good energy, um, playmaker on defense. So it'd be nice to probably see him there at safety. Maury Tate's another very, very physically talented corner. I'm assuming he's healthy. Would like to see him get some playing time, get some reps. It's a guy that, you know, long-limbed, fast, twitchy, could really lock guys down in man coverage on papers, but... Be nice to see him get some run. Just more moving parts, as always. Uh, offensive line, another one. Getting healthier. It would be nice to get Marie Smith and or Robert Scott back this week. I think Scott's probably more likely of the two. Marie Smith has struggled with a back issue pretty much all season, so not sure how healthy he is at this point, if we'll see him. Uh, they said that Darius Washington has been working at center a little bit. Hopefully we get Robert Scott back at left tackle. That would be big. Brady Scott was not good against Wake Forest. Being able to go Robert Scott, Dylan Gibbons, maybe Washington at center. You could either go Brady Scott at right tackle and Devontae Love-Taylor at right guard. Or you could go with Devontae Love-Taylor at right tackle and maybe Babyon Johnson at right guard. 
probably some more combinations, but more than likely FSU is going to start its fourth different offensive line combination in four games. So not great continuity there. Not really a unit where you want to have a lot of changing faces because you typically play or you'd like to play the same five. So still looking for the best combination of that position as well. Uh, Offensive line has struggled again this year, as they have in years past, but I I feel like they've been a little bit better. But FSU is also in the bottom tier of the FBS in tackles for loss allowed, so maybe that's just a little wishful thinking. And as far as keys to winning the game go for FSU, it's like the same few things that I've harped on. Every single podcast, establish the run, be efficient in the pass game, you need to start fast, limit turnovers, limit penalties, and stop the run. Good thing is, we actually do a good job running the football most of the time and stopping the run most of the time. Louisville has a pretty good rush offense. Malik Cunningham is one of the more dynamic dual threat quarterbacks in the country. Um, not the greatest thrower. So I think the best thing is probably to force him to throw the football to try and contain him in the pot in the pocket. Um, FSU should probably play with more DBs, used athletes to rush the quarterback if that's kind of the issue. That way you can put pressure on him, but also contain him. Because if you send defensive ends after him, he's just gonna outrun him. He's more athletic. So you're gonna have to send athletes after the quarterback. That's the best way to, you know, try to contain those guys play with, you know, five or six DBs, if that's what you have to do. Um, Louisville's probably going to try to spread you out and then run the ball and just put pressure on Malik Cunningham and force him to throw the football. Cause a lot of their offense runs through him and his ability to create with his legs. And that allows the rest of their offense to be set up and run that way. And for FSU, you know, establish a run on offense, try to get something going with, you know, obviously we've stuck to the shorter passing game. Milton's going to be the guy this week. I would like to see Chubba Purdy. I think he has the most potential of any quarterback on the roster. So I would like to see him get some snaps. But more than likely, I think we're going to see Milton for the whole game. We need to work on more efficient passing concepts getting easy completions to move the ball, allowing playmakers to get the ball in their hands and make plays in space. But same same few keys to victory, we just haven't been able to put them all together and thus no wins. So same reoccurring issues and themes for FSU. We just got to find a way to pull it together and hit the nail on the head in a few different areas in the same game. Um, Last week against Wake Forest was rough. You would think at this point or another they would come out fired up and not flat. Hopefully we see that tomorrow. Hopefully there's a decent crowd tomorrow. It's supposed to be a gorgeous weekend here in Tallahassee. So I'm not going to bother with a score prediction. I just... I don't want to sit here and predict us to lose. I don't want to sit here and predict us to win. So predict us to win 
two, three other times, and we have no wins. So I'm tired of that charade. I just, I'm hopeful, but no longer optimistic. <laughs> it's the state of affairs for most FSU fans at this point. But when you hit rock bottom, the only place you can go is up. Hopefully 0-3 is the rock bottom, and the pendulum starts to swing back the other way. Come back next week for a recap of what is hopefully a win over Louisville. And don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast for each new episode. And as always, for Believe in FSU Football Podcasts, this is your host, Robbie Vagnardi. Peace out and go Knowles. for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube